All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back for another Boca Podcast live episode, a live stream. That's right. For those of you listening to audio, you missed out. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. You can go to facebook.com slash Boca Podcast and watch the replay of the live stream there, along with many, many other episodes. We're live streaming every single Boca Podcast episode now at facebook.com slash Boca Podcast. We're also sending it out to our YouTube channel, which we'll be sharing here hopefully very, very soon. So you can go there if you prefer YouTube as well. But if you are listening to the audio version, make sure that you go back and watch some of the live stream because there are some visuals that you're missing out on. Take a look at that and um, then plan on joining us for future live streams. If you follow us on Instagram at Boca Podcast, we'll let you know when that next live stream is and you can take advantage there as well. And then just one other thing is I've promised you all I would do before each and every episode of the Boca Podcast, I'm donating to a charity charity water and i popped the receipt up here on the screen charitywater.org is the organization i give to but i'm doing this largely inspired by one of our previous guests sean lee looking for opportunities to give and sean was talking about giving to local community i would encourage you to do that if you can or to a national or international organization you'll notice that that donation was just 40 bucks not a lot but that 40 dollars gives somebody clean drinking water which is really, really powerful. So I want to encourage you to look for opportunities to donate as you can. All right. Enough of me going on doing the monologue. We're going to bring in our guests for today. My brand new guest, Sarah Michael is here or Sarah Andrade. I said, Sarah Michael, Sarah <laughs> Andrade okay. from Sarah Michael photography there. I think we got it. It's here with yeah. me. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> happy to be here. Well, and thanks for, yeah, thanks for making time to do this and to kind of share with our listeners about the boudoir experience that you're created or that you've created for your clients. We're going to get into the, the details of this kind of all-inclusive experience uh, yes. that you're offering your clients. And actually, on that note, just very quickly, I'm going to bring up your, your website. And oh, it's going to look a little different than probably when you last went on because I made a page to say that I'm doing updates. <laughs> oh, did you really? Okay. Well, yeah. just very quickly for, for anybody who's listening in, if you just go to Sarah Michael, M-I-C-H-A-L, photography.com, S-A-R-A-H, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-L, photography.com, um, you can follow Sarah there. And then on Instagram, it is Sarah Michael Boudoir. Just like it sounds, of course, the way that I just spelled it and then boudoir at the end. And we'll link to both of these in the show notes at bocapodcast.com. Um, Sarah, we're going to jump right into it because we have a lot of information to cover about your so brand much. and your service here in just a little bit. Talk to me, first of all, speaking of your brand position, uh, the, the unique value proposition that you're offering to clients in your marketplace. Yeah. Uh, so as you probably could guess by the title of the podcast, I provide uh, an all-inclusive self-love luxury experience for the everyday woman. So that would be my brand position. And the way I go about that, I believe that every person deserves to have a self-love experience. And I offer different payment plans so that it is reachable for every woman out there. And then uh, I focus on IPS sales. Uh, so I want everyone to go home with a tangible piece of art that they'll be able to have forever. Okay. And I mean, when we say all-inclusive, there's, again, so many different parts of the boudoir photography process that we can get into. And we're going to kind of break that down, actually, in yeah. a lot of detail here in just a little bit. <laughs> so I'll leave that alone for right this second. But let's keep going. Talk to me about customer service, customer experience. 
a question that I also regularly ask our guests here on the show. And it may seem a little bit cliche, but I think everything at the end of the day comes back to the experience that a client has. Would you agree? Definitely. Uh-huh. 100%. Okay. Well, so then talk to me about a driving idea that is enabling you to bring a great customer experience to your clients. Yeah. So for me, communication is key. And again, very cliche to say, uh, but when I made a big focus on improving my communication with my clients, I saw substantial growth in my business. Um, And one of the main things that I changed was instead of doing the back and forth conversations through whether it be DMs or Facebook Messenger or your email, I book phone consultations. So that's like my number one takeaway. If you want to implement something right away, start doing phone consults. Now, I'm curious, are you, so with phone, do you mean specifically phone? Are you doing Zoom as well or combination of the above? What works best for you? So I specifically do phone calls. Okay. Um, we do a pre-shoot consultation as a part of the experience. So I will see them face-to-face before their session. Mm. But for the initial consult, I find getting on a phone call is a lot easier than having them, having to have a laptop and set all that up. A lot of people schedule them for their lunch break. Uh, okay. So just being able to do it on the phone makes it a bit more accessible Simplicity. for people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's, that's And then smart, having that focused time where you have like maybe 15 or 20 minutes of focus time for that client um, and you can walk through every single detail is amazing. And it just there's no there's no reason that the communication can't be there, especially when you go back and forth. I know they'll have little questions in between. But if you just take that time to get on the phone and walk them through everything, then there'll be less questions and it'll just be a better experience for your client. Proactively managing expectations. That's, yeah. that's really good. Is that, which, <laughs> is that what you would say kind of translated to the growth in your business is they Definitely. knew what this experience would look like and so they just felt better going into it? Yeah. So when I first started, like I, like many other photographers, I undercharged. I didn't really know what I was doing. And I did invest a lot in my education and growing my knowledge on how to run a business. And uh, when I made the switch to IPS sales, one of the main strategies was implementing phone consults. And that changed everything because where my pricing is based, I start off with a session fee. And then afterwards, your print and product, like all the prints and products you purchase are separate. And saying that all through a message, the message would be really long they might not read it even if you sent them a really like beautifully displayed email you know what are they going to take the time to look through all those details probably not such a great point such a great and point. it's not it's not as personal either well I, so the only i guess i would play the little devil's advocate though at the same time because i'm i'm 100 percent agreement with you i i tend to to think that clients or potential clients just the, their eyes glaze over when you have a lot of text including emails yes. emails websites etc so I, i'm full agreement the, the caveat being if you're then communicating all that information over the phone do you not think that they're going to forget some of that or how do you make sure they don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i also email them okay okay so, you got uh, so we go over yeah we go over everything on the phone and then right after we do the booking process on the phone uh so then i send them a copy of their receipt i do all my payments through square and then after that i send them like a detailed invoice as well as a contract to look over and sign after that they have a welcome brochure which goes over all the details we talked about on the phone wow um with even even more details added in there just okay. in case I link to different Pinterest boards um, to different pictures like more visual aids since we just had a phone consult yeah. so giving that welcome brochure after 
leaves no room for misinterpretations or for them to remember it wrong. It's all right there. Um, They can access it whenever. And then I touch base throughout. Um, Usually people book far out. Um, I'd say maybe up to six months is what I'm at right now. Okay. Uh, So with that, I definitely touch base in between. I have different brochures for different parts of where they're at. So maybe they want to start a prepayment plan. Uh, Maybe we're at the point where I need their questionnaire to Mm. book their pre-shoot consultation, but there'll be lots of communication with me in between. I'm super impressed. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, there's so many different follow-up questions that I could ask here, but I know that we're going to go through your whole workflow in more detail in just a bit. So I'll probably have some follow-ups then. We'll come back to it. Uh, For the time being, I have to ask though too, do you have a pet bird or birds? Because I think they're like chiming into the conversation with us. It's kind of fun. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so normally they actually they live like their little cage is right beside me uh so i moved them as far as possible from here and and then yeah i put a cover on top of them too like hey it's nighttime (laughs) uh so yeah you might hear them a little bit uh they're budgies i have two budgies one's blue and one is green i i think birds are the coolest pets i I actually grew up with um what do we have we had parakeets when i was quite a bit younger i know they're pretty commonplace for for pets but um Pierre was was our first parakeet and he was oh. a, a yellow and I don't know where we got the fancy name but a, like a yellow and green just a beautiful beautiful color Pierre was his name but that's anyway. an awesome name our uh, <laughs> our kids are two and four and okay. uh, our two-year-old named his Pluto um and then it. our four-year-old named his Jetstar Jetstar yeah because <laughs> like he it. flies in the sky <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, that's a great one, bud. (laughs) It totally makes sense. I get it. Okay. All right. Well, so they've um, got some pretty unique names. We've got we've got some background conversation to go along with this conversation today. It's good. I love it. Okay. (laughs) so now that we have context about your birds, um, talk to me a little bit about time. You mentioned your kids having family, running a business, lots to juggle. And, you know, the so-called word balance looks different for everybody and I'm wondering if there's kind of an idea in the midst of all of that, that it's enabled you to be able to manage to juggle all the moving parts and also kind of maintain your sanity at the same time. So for sanity, um, <laughs> I'll start there. <laughs> um, we started doing yoga a lot, uh, for kids. They actually have these amazing YouTube videos called cosmic kids. So you say uh, we, so you're talking about your ki- you and your kids. Yep. Oh, that's so cool. my fiance, he does 10 days stretches. Uh, so he's away for work a lot wow. when he is home. Um, like if he's working locally, he'll still be home really late in the evening. Okay. So it's mostly just me and my boys. Uh, so I find to start our day off right. Um, doing that in the morning is really fun. If they want to do it with me, we'll do the cosmic yoga. If they don't, I'll just do my own. Uh, so we try to do that like three or four times a week. Okay. Um, and then if you ever start off your morning wrong, take a hot shower, just listen to some music. It's going to adjust your whole day. Um, but then throughout the day, I live off of my notebooks and to-do list. We make like a little schedule. Um, obviously, it's not going to stay according to plan. I wish it would. <laughs> um, yeah. But with, with the age that I have for my kids, like yeah. I know it's not going to. So yeah. having that, like losing that expectation definitely is good. Um, But we do like a general guideline of what we're going to do today, prioritize the things that really need to be done on our to-do list. Mm. Um, I have a continuing to-do list that always grows. We do a brain dump throughout the day, like just, okay, Mm -hmm. these are the things that need to get done. And um, for work, um, I listened to a podcast, actually. I wish I remembered what it was called. This was quite a while ago, but it stayed with me. Um, Doing like a two-hour work day. 
Um, obviously, you can do more in between, but focusing two hours on working and doing it in increments of 25 minutes of just like hard focused work, taking a five minute break, then 25 minutes of hard focused mm-hmm. work, taking a break. Mm-hmm. Um, the podcast was talking about how once you're around the 10 minute mark that you'll have like the most productive work and then it'll slowly fall down. So when you take that five minute break, then you restart and you'll okay. get to that 10 minute mark again. So okay. I get a lot of work done during my focus period. <laughs> That's yeah. I, I like working in, in kind of chunks of time. That's enjoyable yes. to me. I, I'd like the flexibility innate to that. And, and instead of sitting for straight four, five, six, seven, eight hours, um, I mean, certainly there have been times where I've worked for longer chunks of time, but I tend to, to like those short spurts. And I think there's something to be said for that. But I'm curious, though, you talked about having a notebook and putting all your tasks and kind of doing a brain dump. And then also being able to manage those simultaneously having kids. So you got to be flexible. Is there something oh, yeah. that you do when it comes to your task management that enables you to be more flexible? And just to give you an example, like for me, rather than, rather than time blocking my whole day out, as I know that the day can shift, mm-hmm. I have that my goal is to break my day up into chunks of time. And then as far as accomplishing tasks, what, what my goal and frankly, I need to do a better job of this, but is a much better job of this, but to have specific kind of three or four tasks in a day that I make sure I knock out. And those comes priority first thing in the morning. And then the rest of the day is a little more flexible. I can handle email, phone calls, uh, and meetings. A lot of times I'll have first thing in the morning, but there's some flex to, to the rest of the day and the things that I get done. Is there, that, that gives me a little bit of flexibility, not being like hardline here, my 15 minute segmented day where I you know, absolutely yeah. can't break it or I'm in trouble kind of thing. I just don't like that kind of inflexibility. Do you handle it in a particular way that enables you to be able to still get the things done? Yeah. So we start, we have like a similar routine each day. Um, So when we do like the notebook dump and just like a general idea of what we're doing for the day, I mean, like um, I'll write down exactly when I have phone consults. So those are the things that can't change throughout the day. And then I'll put a chunk of time where we're going to go to the park. So whether that be in the morning or the afternoon, I put that down, communicate with my kids so that they know the expectations for the day. Mm -hmm. So they know exactly mommy's going to be on a work call at this time. So we're going to quietly play with toys or maybe you're going to watch a show. But that is time that we can't have with mommy. And then we'll do another point where, hey, we're going to the park in the afternoon or we're going in the morning. So they know that's time that we have all together, that we're going to be playing together, going to be having lots of fun. Um, And I just communicate very well with them exactly what we're doing for the day. Um, Of course, if things change, the only things that are really set in my schedule are if I have phone consults. Things on the Um, calendar. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And like I only schedule two a day. So it's not too hard to work around. And like I said, they're 15, 20 minute calls. And then my, my focus work time, I typically will do in the evening when they're asleep. Ah, okay. Yeah. And there again, it's another good example though, of, of that flexibility that we can have as entrepreneurs. And you just know what you, you know, the situation you're in and you just make the best of it and adjust your schedule and your task and project management accordingly. I, I like that. I love that kind of, that, that freedom. I love being able to make my own hours. I yeah. am so flexible. Like if my fiance has to work early, great. We can go do whatever we want. We live very right. close to, like we're in Stratford, Ontario, which mm-hmm. is an hour away from London, hour away from Toronto, hour, right. like 40 minutes from Kitchener. So we're close to everything. <laughs> uh, so we can do day trips all the time and being able to just be like, I don't have to work a nine to five job. I yeah. can do it whenever I want. Um, is really amazing for our family. 
That's really cool. Okay, I'm going to keep going. I know we could spend a lot of time there. But actually, <laughs> building on this idea of time management, we talk a lot about delegation, the importance of delegation here on the podcast. Have you experimented with delegation in your business? Is this something that a you've done benefit from? Okay, yeah, talk about that. <laughs> uh, so I recently moved to Stratford. I'm actually still kind of based in New Brunswick, okay. um, which is a far distance. Uh, so I can only travel there. I usually go every season. Um, but I have an assistant who lives there and my assistant happens to be my best friend. Uh, so hiring her, um, is the best decision I ever made. Uh, she helps me with literally everything, um, where I do products. Uh, she does all my client deliveries. So I will do all my sessions while I'm in town and then I will leave. (laughs) And then when I get back home, I go through all the photos and we do a bunch of zoom reveals and then everything is shipped to her and then she'll package deliver, um, and do some client communication there. She's done a lot on my back end. Um, I have an Airbnb and I have tenants. <laughs> uh, so she manages some of that stuff too, since okay. we're no longer located there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so having an assistant I can delegate a bunch of stuff to is awesome. And where she's my best friend, we have the best communication <laughs> I could ever dream of. Yeah. <laughs> so much respect and love. And she um, mm. like treats my business like it's her own. So I really lucked out there. This reminds me of a book that I'm in the process of reading right now. It's a book called The Courage to be Disliked. And it isn't just simply about you know setting aside insecurities for the sake of people's opinion about us. There's a lot more to it. One of the things they talk about in the book is the significance of interpersonal relationships and how they play such a massive, maybe the primary role in our happiness as human beings. But then part of what drives a better Uh, interpersonal relationship is the perspective that we have about the other person. And it's not just relevant to personal relationships. It's also relevant to professional relationships. In this case, you've got kind of some of both with this friendship. And what's interesting is he talks about, or the, the authors talk about the difference between a vertical relationship and a horizontal relationship. In the vertical relationship, you're either looking up to or looking down on somebody. Whereas a horizontal relationship, you're just coming alongside each other and working together. And that kind of mutual respect and the confidence and trust necessary to make that happen is a really beautiful thing. And mm-hmm. uh, it, man, it just not only does it, of course, make your personal life better, but it also makes your professional, your experience as an entrepreneur so much better when you have that type of relationship. I, I love the picture of that. And it sounds like that's what you have with your friend. as That well. is exactly what I have. Yeah. And I've outsourced a lot of other things where it would just be me being, I guess, higher up since I'm just paying them to do this job and we don't know each other that well like my um facebook ads i hired someone to do all that that i tried to do it myself had no idea what i was doing um so i'm glad i outsourced it but we didn't talk too much um he had the job did the job that was it well I, i when you're giving something to somebody else to do for you i think what they're getting to in the book is the notion that yeah i mean you are and, and the hierarchical nature of our world, you are, quote unquote, the boss. You're the one that's giving the task out or assigning <laughs> Weird the thing. to think about. It is, right? But, but at the same time, the reality is all we're doing is handing a particular task to another a fellow human being and saying, can you do this for me? And here's the compensation for it. Mm-hmm. That doesn't that in and of itself doesn't somehow then make us better, you know, more than or greater no. than or less than the other person. It's it is it is an opportunity for us to come alongside the other person, work with them to accomplish something versus kind of, quote unquote, being their boss, looking down on them. 
Yeah, and, and like I also have an associate photographer too, and yeah, like I yeah. try to approach that with like a friendship role, mm-hmm. um, where obviously I do step in as like the educator role too, because if it's a second shooter or an associate photographer, they're going to learn quite a bit from you. Um, so I definitely want to make sure I'm there to teach as well, but I never want to overstep or step in a position where I'm better than you. Like that would right. just <laughs> break my heart for anyone to ever think that I feel that way. Yeah. The ego definitely can cause a lot of problems in that case. By the way, for anybody who is listening in live or watching, listening in after the fact, for that matter, you may hear a little bit of sound in the background. In my apartment complex, it happens to be mowing day today. And so the timing is such that that's what's going on. If you hear that, my apologies in the background. Mowing day and birds in the background. It's great. (laughs) Yeah, can you hear that? Is it pretty loud, the the mower? No, I can't hear it at all. Okay, good. Yeah, this mic is pretty good, kind of drowning out the, the ambient noise, but I just wanted to make sure. All right, let's keep going. So delegation, we talked about that a little bit. I guess last question before I get to the primary topic today, talking about this all-inclusive boudoir experience that you've designed. Talk to me about an impactful business book or self-help book that has made an impact in your life. So, um, (laughs) I don't read too much, honestly. Um, I used to be an avid reader when I was younger, but Mm. now I don't really prioritize the time to do it anymore. Um, I do love podcasts, obviously. Um, I could recommend some podcasts or some different educators that have programs and guides that would help grow Please. your business. Is that yeah, okay? Yeah, okay. Name a couple of the, the, the big difference for you. I mean, besides the book of podcasts, of course. Of course. You guys are my number one. Um, <laughs> this means the world to me to even be talking to you. Um, I listen to so many of these episodes. Oh, um, it's a, totally a privilege to have you on. <laughs> Um, but the other podcast that has really made a big impact on my personal life and just some business practices now that I put into place is uh, Manifestation Babe. Uh, so that just really helped me with aligning myself with my goals, okay. um, putting myself in a better mindset, overcoming some money mindset blocks, which when you're an IPS photographer, those are going to be some big challenges. I went from charging like pennies to like I have a $2,500 sales average right now and getting to that point in my head where I was like, no, I'm worth it. That took a lot of work. (laughs) Um, So I'd recommend that. She goes over some like positive affirmations and just so much more that's going to help your mind grow. Um, And then tell me the name of that one more time. Manifestation, babe. Manifestation, babe. It's Catherine Zankita. Cool. Yeah, we'll link to that in the show notes. And you were going to mention another one as well? (laughs) Yeah. So for educators, uh, you've actually had one of them on your podcast. Uh, Michael Sasser is pretty amazing. Shout out Uh, to Michael. Yeah, yeah, I've I've bought his guide before. I loved the video content of it. Um, His approach to it's really unique. I learned a lot. And then I also was a member of IPS Mastermind. Uh, They have, I believe it's called Revive. Oh, I think. Am I still here? Oh, you're still here. You're back. Okay, we're good. Okay, where did I cut off? I saw that I froze for a minute there. You mentioned Michael Sasser and you're talking about the mastermind. So continue with the mastermind. Yeah. So IPS Mastermind is another, um, obviously, IPS educator. Um, They have a course called Revive, which is wonderful. It's, I think, $99 for like a monthly subscription. Um, And they have a bunch of video tools as well as PDFs that you can print off, um, worksheets, um, and just a lot of tools that will really help you make the switch to IPS, um, where I can get through stuff like that really quick. Like I love just devouring content about growing my 
business. Uh, so I got through it, I think, in like a month. Um, but you can, some people are on there for years. Uh, it just depends okay. how quickly you want to go through it. So it can be really cost effective if you do it quick. Um, and then on the pricier end, um, well worth the money, but Alex Loveland also has okay. really great, they're called guides. Um, she has everywhere from pricing to if you want to start like your VIP group, don't know how, um, how to do like model calls and flash sales and just a bunch of in-depth guides that will give you all of the tools you need. Uh, so I have a couple of those, not all of them, but I bought a few where I was like, you know what, like, I'd love to know just some different strategies for this. Um, and I think she works with another lady called Kelly Marie, who has a few different guides as well. So there's quite a few. I, <laughs> uh, there's so much education out there, uh, but those would be the ones I'd recommend. Uh, I, have, I will always be buying stuff to grow my knowledge on how to run a successful business. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of those resources. And we are going to link to them in the show notes, bookapodcast.com, <laughs> for anybody listening and watching. And by the way, for anybody listening or watching, don't hesitate to comment, ask questions. You can send us funny emojis if you want. And uh, Nikki, actually, Nikki Shevchik was just on the podcast just the other day. She said, yes, you're worth it. Can't wait to hear more <laughs> about her IPS process. Um, thanks for chiming in, Nikki. And yeah, we're going to actually dig into that as part of this workflow for an all-inclusive boudoir experience. So let's actually get into that. And I don't, I don't know if you've had the opportunity to do this, Sarah. Have you been to all-inclusive resorts before? I haven't. I really want to, though. <laughs> I, I can't recommend it enough. And, you know, of course, naturally, one of the best things about an all-inclusive resort is that you go there. Once you're there, it's just kind of all taken care of for you. You don't have to think about anything for two, three, four days, however long you're going to be there. And so this is a massive appeal. But when, when it comes to something like professional photography, and then certainly something as probably apprehension causing as boudoir photography, for a lot of people that are probably nervous getting into it, the idea that they can hire you as a boudoir photographer and then just know that literally everything is taken care of is super appealing. So talk to us a little bit, first of all, about the motivation to create that experience. And then we'll kind of get into some of the details of it. So I obviously have had trial and error throughout the past. Um, I've always wanted to provide really great customer service um, and just go above and beyond. But when I was charging lower prices, um, it was just getting, I was getting burnt out and I wasn't making any profit. Uh, so being able to adjust my prices uh, made a big difference sure. uh, when I did that. Um, I noticed in the past, like I had a very low entry point price and then I'd have these add-ons like, oh, you could add on your hair and makeup. Oh, you could add on these outfits. Mm. Like, Da, da, da. Mm -hmm. And people just wouldn't do it. They were like, you know what? Like, I'll just pay this amount. It's fine. But now it's all together. Like, okay. I got you covered every step of the way. Yeah. Like, I want, I like that control as well. <laughs> uh, just being able to be able to guide someone throughout everything, make sure everything is done to a T. Um, and I include probably everything you could think of. So we have a pre-shoot consultation um, after their phone consult. And then we uh, will go through client wardrobe. I give them some ideas if they do want to shop themselves. Um, if they don't, like I do send out a questionnaire beforehand. We'll go over uh, their measurements. We'll go over features they want to accentuate, features they might have some insecurities about. Um, the reason for booking, like I want to know, most people do have quite a bit of a backstory. Um, if they don't have a backstory, they might be like, you know what, like, my fiance pushed me into doing this. He says like he wants to see me, um, see myself 
as beautiful as he sees me. Mm. Um, I've heard that before. And that one, I'm like, oh, wow, you got a keeper. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just knowing their why is really important for me. Um, I go through questions like, what are you wanting to get out of this? Like, what type of product are you wanting? Because knowing what they want will help me create that. Um, I find just having as much knowledge as possible will create the best experience. Um, So that's just their pre-shoot consultation and that questionnaire. (laughs) Uh, They also have access to my client wardrobe. So I always tell them on the phone, I have a bit of a lingerie addiction. Like I have a full size inclusive wardrobe um, ranging from extra small to 4XL. Like we'll make sure to find something that will flatter you. You'll look incredible in. Uh, We do three outfit changes. I do have a variety of colors. Like I go through every detail on the phone. Um, And then afterwards, my VIP group is where they'll probably see that. We do wardrobe Wednesdays where I'm buying new stuff and they get to give me their opinion on what they want. So people always know. Yeah, people know ahead of time when they book their phone consult that, hey, I know she has a client closet. I see that constantly posted. I know she sells products. I see that constantly posted. And uh, that VIP group does funnel a lot in. Um, Their hair and makeup's also included. All right, so I have... Uh, a one-woman show behind my glam team. Uh, I don't know what I'd do without her. I lucked out. Uh, we've become really, really close. Um, and she'll do their hair and makeup. So I asked them to arrive just in comfy clothes, like loose-fitting. We don't want to have any bra marks or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do ask like for their hair to be dry and put some moisturizer on their face. But that's pretty, pretty easy. And yeah. then we take care of the rest. So... Yeah. Starting off with the hair and makeup when they arrive is really nice because then we get an hour to an hour and a half where it's just me and our hair and makeup girl and then wow. our client. We're all just talking. Um, I'll always have coffee on or if they want tea, offer them water. Mm-hmm. Um, they are more than welcome if they want to bring their own drinks. That's I don't really mind. Sure. Um, so we'll just relax and get to know each other better because right after <laughs> they're going to be um, in their lingerie. So oh, that's fine, where... Yeah. Yeah, that's where people have a lot of insecurities, especially getting in front of a stranger. So having that warm-up time with me and all the communication beforehand, I want them to feel like we're close friends and that they can feel comfortable about me. I always want to feel like a safe space, someone they can talk to, um, confide in, and of course, feel comfortable around. (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, well, let's let's keep going because I'm literally, I've got my notebook out here. I'm taking notes. I'm I'm kind of writing down all the steps so far. So then you do the shoot and we're going to come back and break each of these down because I've got some follow-up questions for you. Okay. Uh, But you do the shoot and then what's next step after the shoot? Yeah, so during the shoot, um, one of the main things I tell them is I will be there for complete posing guidance. And I find that helps a lot. Um, When we do go on the phone, I start the phone consult off, like knowing a bit more about them. After we chat about them, then I say, hey, like, have you ever done this before? And if they haven't, perfect. I'm like, I just want to let you know, like, you're in great hands with me. I'll be there to guide you through the entire experience from what to wear to how to do all these crazy poses, um, where your hair and makeup's covered. Um, I just go through all that. And then when it does come down to it, how I explain it is that, I will be showing you the pose. Um, Being able to like describe a pose just doesn't come naturally to me. (laughs) So that's just my approach to it. So if we're doing a pose on the bed, I'm going to jump on the bed. If I'm asking you to pop your booty, I'm going to show you exactly how to do it because (laughs) honestly... It is hard. Yeah. <laughs> and some of the poses, well, you'll feel your abs working. Um, I always let them know it's a workout. Like, feel free to stretch beforehand. Um, and I'll let them know the ones that are going to be hard. We'll do like a one, two, three, hold it, snap the picture, take a breath. 
Um, but yeah, I guide them through everything for posing. Um, I let them know like, Hey, don't worry about your hand and feet placement. Um, the areas you have insecurities about, you already told me. So guess what? I'm going to be keeping an eye out to make sure I get that in the best light. Um, and my other tip for that would be showing them images on the back of the camera. So as much as you can be their number one hype person, like telling them they're beautiful, like being like, Oh my God, that's the shot. Um, I can definitely have a lot of energy. Um, but you know what? They By might the way, still... I, I sense that about you. Like I, I'm, <laughs> as you're talking here, I, not only do you have great energy, but you also just seem to be like so put together. You, you, your attention oh, to detail thanks. is really great. <laughs> well, that, that's what I mean, though, is that attention to detail. And you're just like 100 miles an hour and every little detail and you're totally on top of it. Like I want to hire you for my company. That's that's what I'm thinking as you're talking here. <laughs> but but in all seriousness, that kind of that kind of energy and we'll come back to this, but that kind of energy translates so well when you've got when you're photographing anybody, right? They're, they're not used to having a camera pointed in their direction, but now most of their clothing's gone. Even more nerves involved, and you're just like you said, you're you're their biggest fan. You're their, you're hyping them up and and encouraging them and helping them along the way, and that's got to make all the difference in the world for that experience. So anyway, I just had to say that. Props to you for that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah I do uh, a client feedback survey at the end, which is always heartwarming to read sometimes brings me to tears because just hearing what these ladies have to say about the experience and just like oh like I did that 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 was me um it, it's a humbling experience to be able to be a part of these women's uh, their their self-love journey um I am so grateful for the career path for finding my my niche or my niche however that's pronounced <laughs> yeah we can be fancy and say niche that's good okay nice <laughs> um okay so we so, went over pose and guidance I guess afterwards should yeah, I go like and, on the next steps yeah Let's go next steps because I'm going to come back to the shooting here and and ask you a follow-up question or two in a second. So after that shoot ends, just kind of give us the primary following steps after the shoot. Yeah. So during the shoot, we do three outfit changes um, typically. So I have an Airbnb now. Um, My partner and I, uh, we had two income properties. Now we just have one. Um, But we decided to turn the top unit into an Airbnb. So when I visit back in New Brunswick, I have a place to stay, but also a place to shoot, um, which is super awesome. Uh, So we have the whole space for that. And then if I don't want to shoot there, um, I'll rent out other Airbnbs. So I make sure like we have lots of space. We can do the bedrooms. Sometimes there's two bedrooms. Mm-hmm. Um, you can do some kitchen shots. The living room is also nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the one I have, I really like the boho style. So I have baskets behind me. Um, so the Airbnb I have has a basket wall, which looks really beautiful in the background. Of course, the focus is them, but I do like some, some beautiful <laughs> background like, oh, details. Oh, by the way, the basket. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's just me looking at them. I'm like, oh, they're so nice. <laughs> um but uh, having a big space to do, it's really nice. I've had different studio sizes throughout the past. I'm currently working on my studio space here. Um, and you can you can shoot anywhere. But if you don't have a space for your studio, Airbnbs are a super awesome option. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so yeah, after their shoot, uh, we shoot for about an hour. And then after we go, usually I have everything set up on the table. I'll have all their um, samples, like my samples of my albums. I offer folio boxes and wall art. Um, so I'll have that all there. We'll just chat for a bit. Um, I have a huge bag of swatches. Uh, so I like lay them all out and color organize them and where my new Brunswick clients, I probably won't be there for an in-person reveal. I'll get them to physically please like hold some of these swatches, like feel the texture, um, just where they'll only be seeing them virtually afterwards. 
Um, so we go through that, look at some products, and then we schedule a time. I'm like, hey, okay, what's your availability for the next bit? We're going to have your ordering appointment, your image reveal. This is when we see all your images for the first time. Like we talk about how beautiful you are, and then we choose your favorite ones, and then we select what print products you want for them. A lot of my clients do set up prepayment plans. So the ones that have already prepaid, I know exactly what they want. So we'll just kind of go through and be like, hey, this is what you chose. Here's some of the swatch options. Like, let me know what you're feeling. Of course, we can change it when we have your ordering appointment. But I want you to look through first. Um, yeah, and that's that's kind of where we leave it off there. Um, and then when we do have the image reveal, um, we can do it as quick as the next day. Uh, it doesn't matter. It just depends on their schedule. Some people, like if they want to do it same day, cool. Let me know ahead of time and I'll just reserve some more time, send you out for lunch, and then you can come back and we'll look through your photos. Um, for my process to the image reveal, I do a light edit. So I just put them in Lightroom, do the color adjustments. Like maybe I'll do a little crop if I wanted to, um, but I don't focus on the skin retouching. Okay. I do that after they've selected their photos, just yes. where that does take a lot more time. By the uh, way, <laughs> I don't know why photog- more photographers don't do this very thing. I, I think it's, it's so smart. It, whether you're doing IPS or not, set the expectation. The light for- edit is great. <laughs> yeah, set the expectation for your client that these are proof images. Those, those areas of the image that need to be retouched, they'll be retouched. I, I, and mm-hmm. by the way, I also understand and I can empathize with photographers who are like, you know what, I'm just going to like go way over the top. Every single thing is just going to be mind-blowing, touched up. But, but you, could, you lose so much time. So like the amount of time, time it takes me to go through and do the Photoshop edits. And if they don't end up getting all of them, like I'm yeah. losing hours. And I, like, I don't want to just give those hours up. <laughs> no, well, exactly, right? Because they're not... They're not really actually paying you to retouch every single image no. or to spend hours doing this post-production work when only a fraction of those images are then going to actually get printed. So mm-hmm. yeah, just to real quick, I didn't, I didn't want to interrupt your, your, flow Oh, I'll here, go on forever. Please interrupt me. <laughs> I just wanted to say for everybody listening in and watching, please don't miss this. Set the expectation. This is what I used to do for our clients as well, by the way, set the expectation that these are proof images. It doesn't mean that you compromise on the quality of these as proof images. Most of the proofs that that we were uploading to a gallery were ready to print just as is. That wasn't the issue. But for those images that need to be retouched, they're going to order a 20 by 24, 30 by 40, whatever it might be. Just set the expectation that those images will be retouched before they're printed. And now you don't have the pressure of having to do excess post-production work, which is costing you time and money unnecessarily. Just manage yeah. expectations and and it's a wonderful wonderful thing anyway okay and i let them know on the phone too <laughs> yeah. and in my vip group i show like my three-step editing process and like these oh, this wow. is your like photo out of my camera this okay. is what it looks like with my like quick edit um this is what it will look like for your final copy and your right. final copy so i focus on skin smoothing like i really want yep. um everything to be kind of like smoothed out and perfected uh so i know i my clientele like a lot of them are moms so, you know, we don't get much sleep, so you might have some bags under your eyes, so I'm going to make sure, like, they're not black. <laughs> sure. like, I'm just going to smooth it out, blend those colors. Um, and then breakouts, this is a stressful thing to do. You're taking, like, a big leap of faith. Like, this is, I'm so proud of people for doing a boudoir shoot. Um, but, you know, you might feel a little stressed, so you might get some breakouts, or maybe it's near their time of the month. Breakouts typically do happen then. I don't want them to feel like, oh, my God, like, there's going to be a huge pimple on my picture. Like, No. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit that, of course. Um, I do have a lot of clients that have acne. Um, I'll offer. Uh, most people do want it fully retouched. But if they don't, like I'll just kind of blend it. Um, so they kind of have that option of how retouched they want it to. 
that's but that's nice what that. takes a lot of the time and like the fine lines like if you're if you've got that piece of hair that's just like in the middle of your face <laughs> like the little baby hair <laughs> i'm gonna go and get rid of that it, no yeah there's there's a lot there and it can take a lot of time but again the fact that yeah. you're proactively managing your expectations and honestly i don't think i've ever heard of a photographer who literally showed examples original oh, yeah you know, small edit, short edit, and then the final image. I think that's brilliant, though, because, again, you're proactively managing their expectations. They know what to expect. I think part of the problem, maybe the main problem, when it comes to photographers over-processing their images is that they assume that the client is going to be upset if they get images back and they don't look a particular way. And the reality is, as long as we manage their expectations ahead of time, the difference between proof images and then final print images and what is going to be done in each it's not going to be an issue. And then time no. and money and stress is saved as a result. Yeah, I, I wish this message... And throughout, they're also seeing the back of the camera too. So they also have yeah. that in the back of their mind. Sure. Um, so I think that's also nice. Okay. All right. So <laughs> then, um, well, you know what? We'll come back to this because I have this really long list right now. I've got my notebook out and I've been okay. taking notes here. So I want to jump back through in a few of these points. And by the way, I really appreciate you sharing in detail kind of each of the steps of the process. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I could um, talk even longer. <laughs> I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine steps so far. We could probably add another one or two at least to it. But let me just jump back to a couple of them with some follow-up questions. So we start with that phone call and you explained the significance of the phone call earlier and, and mm-hmm. what goes on there. And then the pre-shoot consultation. So we just briefly explain the difference between the phone call and that pre-shoot consult. Yeah. Uh, so their phone consult is our, besides them reaching out, is basically our initial step. So that's okay. when you get to talk to me, when we go over all the details, and when you book. Uh, so the way I go through the phone consult, uh, we start, I don't straight up say, hey, these are my prices. You're going to be spending XX amount of money. Um, I talk to them, uh, get to know them better, and then ask them about why they're wanting the book. And then I go through and tell them about how amazing the self-love experience is. Um, before I do, I say, my session fee is $400. It includes da-da-da-da-da, all the stuff we just talked about. Um, and then afterwards, I'll say, do you have any questions about that? And they're like, no, like that sounds amazing. Um, I've never really had anyone be like, no, that's horrible. They <laughs> <laughs> most people are just so like, oh, this sounds like so much fun. Exciting. Yeah, um, yeah. And I try to bring the same energy all the time. So if I have a phone call, like I sit down 15 minutes before my phone call and I write out like some positive affirmations about I have like my dream client, like thank you. Um, and any details they've given me before, I make sure to reread it so I know exactly what I need to know about them. If they're a previous client, I'm going to go through their file and see what we've done in the past. Um, like I make sure to take some time sitting before I just hop on the phone. Right. Um, and then at the end of the phone call, after we go through everything the experience includes, I go, okay, now we're going to talk about the next step, um, which is, of course, all the products I sell. Um, so I say, like, oh, like, um, have you thought of how you're going to display your images? And some people will be a little bit confused there and be like, oh, like, you know what? Like, I never thought of that. Those will usually be people that aren't in my VIP group or found me maybe just, like, on Google. I don't know. They probably don't follow in my social media. Um, but if people are in my VIP group or have me on Instagram, they usually know, hey, she sells products. Like most people right away go, oh yeah, I was thinking of getting an album. And they say, perfect. Um, I'll walk you through the different options we have and then we'll go back to the one you're thinking of. And I'm like, yeah, albums are definitely our best seller, which they are. Um, and I support 
what they want to buy. But I'll go through the other options just in case. Sure. Um, so I talk about starting prices. I talk about how beautiful these products are. Um, of course, professional quality um, for our albums. All of those spreads inside of them are made by me, which I find just adds an extra bit of custom experience to it. Um, and then they, if they have questions about what they look like, I always link them to different videos I have. Um, and then afterwards, we go through all the prices. And I say, do you have any questions about that? <laughs> um, I always want to just take a minute. Of course, I ramble. So I want to ensure that they take the information in. And if they do have any questions, to let me know. And then uh, I'll say, hey, okay, sounds great. Let's look at some dates. Cool. And then we look at my calendar. Yeah, we decide just, on a date together. Yeah. And they pay their session fee right over the phone. Wow. Really? Okay, so... So if you have Square, yeah. Oh, is there a little? Oh, bit sorry. Of- uh, so if you have Square, it's an awesome way to. Oh, I think there is a little bit of lag. A little bit of lag. Yeah, you're you're getting a little. Pixel-y, Am I catching up? A little pixelated. I think you're starting to catch up. Oh, did I lose you? Oh no. I'll give it a minute. Okay. Okay. We'll we'll cross our fingers. <laughs> Okay, is it back to normal-ish? Yes, the the audio and video is in sync here. Can you hear? Is it the same there? Oh, you're good. You've been you've been good this whole time. I just okay. see my video doing weird things. And really quick, um, note, you're just like me because you talk with your hands, but you're hitting the mic, so it's making noise oh in the no. mic. So just a head, just a heads up. <laughs> okay, it's thank totally you. fine because I do the same thing. I'm like, let's let's talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, at the end of the phone call, choose a date. Um, we go over the expectation again that it will be like uh, three hours just in case. Like, like I said, most of my clientele do happen to be moms. I'm a mom. I feel like that's just where I fit, where my ideal client is. Um, so I'm like, Hey, like if you need a babysitter, just make sure, you know, like we will be there. Like your starting time's 1030 after hair, makeup, all the outfit changes, us chatting, whatever else. I'm like, we're looking at about three hours. And then if they do want the image reveal the same day, I'm going to say even longer, (laughs) but I give them a clear expectation of how long. And then um, I let them know, okay, so I have the session fee. It is non-refundable because I'm reserving this date for you. Um, I am booking the hair and makeup. Uh, Most of my clients do know that I rent studio spaces right now. So I am renting that location for you. Mm, And I just kind of tell them like all the behind the scenes stuff that that money's going towards. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it's non-refundable in case of cancellation. Um, So they know that right then and there. I tell them afterwards, I'm going to send them a contract that will finalize this booking. Um, And right now, whenever you're ready, I can take your credit card over the phone or a debit card. And they're like, okay, let me go find my wallet. And they go get their card and I process it on Square, send them a receipt. Right after I go into HoneyBook um, and I send them an invoice that's marked paid, goes over everything that they just paid for, their whole session fee. I include in there as well, um, just in the detailed invoice that no digital images, no products are included in the session fee, just like as another reminder. Um, and then in their contract, it also goes through every single detail possible sure. um, to cover my butt and theirs. Um, <laughs> and then they sign that right after I send them a huge welcome package that goes over all the same details, <laughs> um, just with a bit more guidance. Uh, there's some links, there's some uh, visual, they get to see the studio space, um, they get a map for the studio space. Um, the welcome brochure is pretty in-depth. I think it's about three pages. Um, okay, after cool. every section, I do a quick recap for the people that just quickly scroll through. <laughs> yeah. well, that's good, too. I, I mean, your 
again, your attention to detail, both in the style of communication, the amount of communication beforehand, following up with the brochure, I think it's brilliant. I think it sets a really good precedent and standard for our listeners and for our photography industry. And really, we should take a cue from what you're doing. I think it's really, really good. Speaking of attention to detail, the VIP group, it seems like you're kind of upping the ante in that regard with the VIP group. Can you shine a little bit of light on what that VIP group entails? Like how, how does somebody get into it and then what's involved in being a part of that? Yeah, so I have so much information on running one of these. Um, when I first started, I got to say I had no idea what I was doing. And um, like I do with a lot of things, I just kind of dip my toe in the water and then <laughs> go full just in go and just kind of figure it out as I go. I love um, it. I find that's the best way to approach it because um, you know what? the longer you wait to make it perfect, like it's going to get perfect along the way. Just start it now. <laughs> um, I think that's so when I started that, especially when, when our listeners are hearing, I mean, all that you're doing is part of this process. If they're just getting into boudoir or they want to, they want to create a better experience, but they hear all this, they're like, Oh my word. I, I don't even know where to start. Like which end is up and so many different moving parts to try to keep, to keep track of. But the reality is you do just have to get started. Like you can start small, you can start with a few steps and then build on that process. Just like you're talking about. I think that's a good encouragement for our listeners yeah. too. And let me say, like I did the same thing. I started and I adjusted and I'm currently still adjusting, always adjusting. Um, you just keep learning and growing and building your business. That's, that's just kind of, at least for me, that's how my photography business has been. It's that's just, how to do um, it. it keeps growing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so for the VIP group, uh, the main thing is it's a that's a Facebook group. Uh, you can call it whatever you want. Um, mine's just like Sarah Michael Boudoir VIP, or maybe it's maybe Sarah Michael VIP. We won't hold Sorry. you to it. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, I put VIP in the name, uh, but you could just put like empowerment. Um, something with your uh, your brand would be really good. Uh, lots of people do have these. They are becoming really popular, um, and it's just a place where. I find with social media now and just even with boudoir photography and shadow bands um, and Facebook censoring a ton of stuff, um, your content might not reach the audience that you want. Sure. Uh, so having this other way to connect with your audience and like connect on a really personal level mm -hmm. um, will grow your business like very quick. Um, there's a lot of strategies you can implement inside your group. Um, so for me, um, I do contests, I do giveaways, um, I have model calls, flash sales, um, and all of that is released directly in my group. Um, occasionally I might release it to my Instagram, but the majority of the time, like I do the, my marketing in my group, um, with my, my main contest I run and I run it every month. I started this top contributors contest. Um, so I put my top 10 people in a draw and they win one of our goodie bags that links to our product deliveries, um, which I do mention, I do the live giveaway and I kind of do a little intro beforehand. Um, and all of our product deliveries, they get a goodie bag. So now people that aren't working with us, they have the chance to win an awesome goodie bag. Um, and it's tailored right to them. I send them a little survey of what type of items they like and then wow. we make them a custom bag just for them. Um, usually it's a hundred dollar value. Uh, and what they have to do, it's posting, engaging, um, and just being active in the group. So typically on a daily basis, I approve, I want to say about 30 posts, which is awesome. Cause when I first started my group, I was making those 30 posts. Yeah. I was trying to find the memes and the engaging games and like the behind the scenes content and just trying to put 30 different things in my group every single day to keep it active. And now with all the different people in my group doing that for me, 
it is well worth that goodie bag. (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, so that's how my group kind of manages itself. Um, So I definitely recommend once um, you need probably at least like 50 people to start that one, Um, but you can do group grows. Uh, So my group grow, I gave away like a a session fee. I think it was my last one before I've done uh, tattoo giveaways. Uh, so like, oh, you want a hundred dollar gift certificate for your favorite local tattoo artist? No way. Um, yeah, yeah, and that one was ridiculously popular. Okay. Um, I had seven hundred members invited. The thing is, <laughs> with uh. the members invited, they have to accept. So out of that, I think I got maybe, I think I got about a hundred, maybe a hundred and fifty new people. Which that's, that's awesome. incredible. Yeah. I am super grateful um, for when you think about it for a giveaway that's a hundred dollars the amount of marketing or the amount of facebook ad money you'd be spending to try and get that many people to join your group and to engage with you that would cost way more so true Uh, so i spend a lot of my marketing budget marketing within that group so this may sound like a really dumb question but is this group is made up of past clients and then potential (laughs) clients okay basically yeah and women only Women only. And is the goal then to, or at least part of the goal, not only to bring in new clients, but then also to get your existing clients to, to use you again for services? Or Yes. Yeah. Okay. So okay. they'll use me again. Not to mention a lot of people do like sharing their photos. Uh, maybe they're not as comfortable sharing it on social media. So they have this private women's only group. I'm um, very on top of making sure that it stays positive. Mm. Um, I want to make sure even when we do group grows, I put some guidelines. I'm like, don't just click every person on your friend list. Like I give them a limit of how many people they can invite. Um, And I let them know, like, I want positive people. I want people that uplift you, people that encourage you, empower you. Like I want your friends um, in this group, but I want like the good ones. (laughs) Leave the lame ones. Just don't even invite them. They don't need to be here. Um, we only want the cool ones. Um, so I make sure that's pretty clear. So we have, um, like all of my group members, I check the engagement stats quite frequently. Um, and they all are engaged. And I think being specific on that when I do group grows has helped quite a bit. Um, and then a lot of my inquiries do come from there. Mm. Uh, and then previous clients, they'll post their pictures in there in my client feedback survey. I'm like, Hey, like if you haven't already, um, like I would love for you to share your products or how the experience made you feel, um, in the group. It helps other ladies just, you know, learn more about it or just, you know, they're going to be lifting you up. Um, and that's also nice. Um, when I do a session, I take a before and after as well for their makeup transformation. And I make sure to be like, let's show her some love. And then instantly they get like 20 to 30 comments from the ladies in the group saying like, you're beautiful. You look incredible. Like, oh my God. Um, whether it's gifts or actual comments, having that positive place has been amazing. (laughs) I guess at least part of the reason that I asked though about who's in the group, uh, is because I'm just thinking, how do you sustain engagement from people who are either going to buy or have bought a service that is something, I, I mean, you tell me, but on average, maybe they're going to buy once a year or maybe a couple of times a year. Like it's not, this isn't like a group for grocery shoppers, you know, where they have to go to the grocery store every week. And so like, how do you sustain engagement from people who are only buying your services occasionally? How are you building a community that has that kind of engagement? It's really impressive. Uh, well, we make it really fun. Um, so you've probably, I'm not sure if you have seen, but there's all these things you can share on Facebook, um, kind of games that create engagement in itself, hmm. um, like the auto predict text, um, like 
you start off a sentence and then you let your auto fill in the rest and you just click it till you have a sentence. Okay. Something like that is something that typically when I aimlessly scroll through my own personal Facebook, <laughs> I would comment on. Okay. And guess what? Now we have just this Just because group. it's fun. Oh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. Um, or yeah, like yeah. funny memes where I'm just like, oh, this was really funny and like I'd probably like it or I'd react to it. Stuff sure. like that. That's shared sure. in the group. So okay. sometimes ladies, um, I know I've had a few people that have told me like I'm up at night, um, like breastfeeding my son. And you know what's super fun? I just scroll through the group and there's a constant amount of funny things in between wow. like pictures of beautiful woman. Like this group is just so fun. Yeah. Um, so I want to keep it upbeat and a fun place just to scroll through. Um, that, we've had a few see, people that sense are because I, but I, I guess maybe why I didn't think of it this way is, um, not that I don't like to have fun, but I, I'm just thinking about a group is like, I have a goal in mind and these are the goals, but you do have an end goal in mind as well. But what you're doing is a means to that end, which is to keep them engaged through entertainment, yes. which then gives you the opportunity to promote your services. And it, then I release the sales in there. So keeping that group engaged means more people are going to see it. Benefit. Yep. Yeah. And then, and then the, I mean, you were talking about having booked sessions. You said you're booked like six months out right now. Yeah. Um, I do have some availability in between, but people book typically six months in advance because they'll like wow. to set up a prepayment plan. Okay. So most people are on, um, I'd say biweeklies are most popular. Okay. Um, so you can split it up. So let's say they want to invest about $2,500 in their package, splitting that up into biweekly payments until their session date makes it a lot more manageable rather than having their image reveal, falling in love with all these photos and then being like, oh gosh, like I have to spend that right now <laughs> right. versus if they just make little payments, okay. then when they show up, they don't have any of those financial worries and they're yep. just like, perfect. I can get everything that I want. It's already paid off. Maybe I even have some more money to buy some extras. Makes sense. And they just run with it. Okay. I, man, there's just, there's so much here, Sarah. I mean, it's, it's really, I'm truly impressed. And you know what, when I'm thinking, and I'm just going to say this on air, but I'm thinking if, if you're game, maybe we can do like a second episode and come back and just talk about the oh IPS gosh, yes. piece of it, because <laughs> I, I know that in and of itself could probably be at least a half hour conversation. So if you're willing to, um, maybe, we can, maybe we can do that and we'll schedule that. But I do have, since we're, we're coming up on the hour mark, I do have one last specific kind of follow-up question to all these steps that you shared. And again, this is, the detail is wonderful, but you talked about product swatches and we haven't talked a lot about product on, on the podcast, especially okay. as it relates to individual sessions. And I, just very simple question for you. Are you using, or do you recommend a particular line of albums, products? Do you have some favorites that you've been using? Yeah. Okay. Um, I order from WHCC. Yes. Um, and I love them. When okay. I placed my first order, which was, I think I got my sample album. They have a sample album program where you get 25% off too. Um, nice. It just says, it's like a little stamp that's maybe this big and it says sample album. Yep. That's fine. Yep. Um, and they sent me uh, a card and it was just like like a welcome to the family kind of card. But there was like five team members that actually signed the card. Um, and that, cool. like, I could tell that that wasn't just a print, you know how there's the printed ones 100%. with the signature that's printed on every single one. Yes. Like, no, these were all hand signed. That's really And cool. that, that just meant the world to me. So I was going to try a different, like a few other places. And I was like, you know what? I like you guys. And yes. their ship time is very fast. Okay. Um, I have their swatches from them. Um, so I show that to all my clients. Uh, actually I probably, one sec. Yeah. So I keep them just in this little bag um, and then I just (laughs) have them all out and I set them all out, but they'll send you them. I think it's $20 and then you just get all of their swatches and then all the colors are on the back. 
uh, I have a huge stack, but uh, having that available for my clients is really nice. I print uh, all my medals there, and they come float mount finished, ready to hang. Um, of course, it's an additional price to get that, but that's how I deliver sure. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they have every product that I offer I can order from the same company. The only mm. thing they don't have is calendars. So I'm still like trying to find a, a good place to get cal. You know what? It's a really good add-on. Um, okay. People either add it on or... Where I have the prepayment plans, I want to incentivize those. Like I want people to go for it. So I have bonuses. So like if you sign up for a prepayment plan and you spend, let's say, my minimum um, collection, I think, is around 1800 So I have one bonus for that. If you do my middle collection, you get two bonuses. If you do my top collection, you get three bonuses. And then I have calendar or um, a metal print, um, Polaroids, uh, bonus sets. Like if you want to have a couple set or a whipped cream and cherry set, there's lots of fun options you can add for uh, bonuses. Okay. I, are you just a natural salesperson? I mean, in that you're that you think like a you think creatively as a salesperson, you come with all these ideas. Is that something that just comes naturally for you? Did you have experience in sales in the past? Yeah. So I've always liked sales. Um, even in high school, there's, um, in Canada, there's something called junior achievement. Um, so I was in that, um, I started it in grade nine and I was like VP of finance. Like I was like, I am gonna, I want to be the highest role here. I'm not president, (laughs) but like the second highest role. Like I want to be involved in money. Um, so I've always been driven by (laughs) financial freedom, um, and just being my own boss. Um, even growing up, I did all of those little things to create streams of revenue, (laughs) like having yard sales or I definitely tried to join an MLM when I was 12. I'm pretty sure I tried to sell Avon. Um, I did a paper route. I worked numerous jobs. I've always um, had a really high drive for working. Um, And I did go to school as well. Um, Mm. I didn't, I don't see the benefit in going to school for photography, honestly. Um, I, yeah, I know a lot of people that have and the amount of knowledge they learned in comparison, just how much you can learn from other educators um, who are making six figures or from YouTube. Um, I was like, you know what? I don't want to invest in photography school. I want to invest in business. Uh, So I took a business admin course. So that's helped a lot with my back end. Yeah, I had a number of friends that went to the Brooks Institute, which I don't think exists any longer, unfortunately. Mm. But in Santa Barbara, it was kind of this premier photography institute for some time. And I think it cost them at minimum $100,000 for their education, for a degree, that for a bachelor's degree. Insane. And they, they left with you know, an understanding of how to shoot a studio image, for example, but yeah. they didn't know how to run a business after walking away with uh, a $100,000 education. So, and the marketing is like the key point to running your business. It really business is. And marketing. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. This has been really wonderful. I, I really appreciate it. Like you, you have so much to offer and I have a lot of respect for what you've created, certainly for the very practical content that you've shared today. And I want to make sure that our listeners can follow up. They can follow you online, maybe even DM you if, if you're oh, yeah. open to that, ask you some questions. Uh, will you just remind our listeners here as we're finishing up where they can find and follow you online? Yeah, so you'll find me the most uh, most of the time on Sarah Michael Boudoir, which is my Instagram. Um, and then uh, my website is under development, but you're welcome to check it out, uh, sarahmichaelphotography.com. I do also run uh, a lifestyle and love part of my company, so that's just Sarah Michael Photography on Instagram. Um, I that's kind of the three places you can find me. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're going to link to all these in the show notes. Oh, I guess Facebook too. So Sarah Michael Photography on Facebook. 
Done. We'll put that in the show notes too. We'll put all these in the show notes. Okay. And as many of the talking <laughs> points as we can in the show notes. Bocapodcast.com for everybody listening and watching. Thank you for chiming in. Uh, for those of you that watched and listened live today, for those of you listening after the fact, make sure to follow us on Instagram. You can find out when the next live stream is. And thank you, Sarah. This has been like, this has been really, really good. I, I truly this have a lot of- This has been super fun. Well, and you <laughs> offer so much practical information. Really appreciate it. And hopefully we can come back and do that second episode on IPS. Yeah, I, I, I would love to. I think we should dig into that. All right. Thank you so much, everybody. Have a wonderful day. Enjoy your weekend. We'll talk to you soon.